Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I am Jay Tilly. Brother, it has been a minute, and uh, it's good to be back in the cave with you and here on the uh, on the microphone talking. A little bit of wrestling. How you been, man? I'm good, man. Uh, hanging in there. It, it's been a minute. We got to get back into our normal schedule because yeah, you know, we talked about it, and then Tuesday fell through, and I'm like, oh man, well, <laughs> we got to talk about it again. So it, yeah, it, it's good. Uh, we got to get back to our normal Tuesdays and Thursdays and get the podcast out uh, more than just uh, once in every couple of weeks. I think the last uh, show on our personal channel was the 22nd. So. Oof. A little bit of a break for us. Uh, we did the Saturday show on the Fantasy Sports Corps, but haven't been able to do ours. But life is getting a little more normalized. Yeah, settling Some down a little bit. Big sales that had happened at certain uh, companies are slowed down. So hopefully uh, coming out of this week, going into next week, our schedules are going to balance out a little better and we should be good to go. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. But big week in wrestling, though. Um, interesting stuff going on. 
Uh, since we didn't do our review of Raw on Tuesday, I kind of figured we'd talk today and just kind of sum up the week, kind of like we do in our Saturday show, but, you know, we'll just do it a uh, little bit of it today to t- kind of talk through Raw. Uh, kind of want to get your opinions on it, see what you think, and then, uh, you know, move right on in, talk some AEW, maybe talk a little bit about the news that came out today about AEW banning some moves. Wow. Matter of fact, we can start with that if you want, because I got the report pulled up right now. So, man, I just, like, you told me, hey, did you see the news? And I was like, about? Yeah, they're banning moves. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And kudos to Tony and, you know, everyone. They keep pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. Um, There were some folks that were pretty, pretty critical about um, it's really up to Tony to, you know, protect the wrestlers from themselves. So, yeah, I'm I'm interested to hear what, what, uh, what moves are going to be uh, either banned or um, having to be pre-approved by medical. So I can't wait to can't wait to hear that. Yeah. So this uh, came from Fightful Select, uh, Sean Ross Sapp and the team over there. Uh, so list of moves and things banned from AEW sent to talent, and then moves that require clearance. Uh, so basically. Uh, there were some protocols developed by the AEW medical team, uh, coaches, referee, uh, AEW medical team, coaches, and referees to help protect the stout, the talent, staff, crew, and fans. Uh, the document has said, while there is always a risk in pro wrestling, they want to minimize the risk without compromising the quality of the talent's performances and ability to be creative. Uh, so, uh, specifically, a document was sent out that outright banned unprotected chair shots okay. to the head. Of course, makes sense. Uh-huh. Shots to the back of the head, makes sense. Uh-huh. Buckle bombs, uh, uh-huh. blind moves backwards into the turnbuckle, uh, fencing responses, which they have in Prince's unnatural position of arms following a concussion. Not sure what that means. Oh, maybe like the cramping up, I guess. I don't know. Right. Uh, seizure cells, spitting, bleeding in the crowd, weapons or projectiles in the crowd, uh, taking drinks and food from guests in the crowd. <laughs> wonder what stemmed from that one. Mm. <laughs> Maxwell or or physical contact with the crowd uh we're told that nothing with blood on it should be thrown into the crowd either so a lot of them make sense right like yeah I think a lot of us uh when we watched Forbidden Door and saw Brian Danielson doing the seizure thing it was a little scary and I kind of I'm kind of okay with them because I I don't know if medical knew he was going to do that so I'm wondering if it was like oh Jesus yeah um and you know the buckle bombs like that's what put Finn Balor out for a while yeah, and, and Sting uh, too. That's, yeah, broke Sting's so, neck. So, man, you know, I'm I'm good with some of them. I, I think those make sense. Uh, bleeding in the crowd. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. Don't bleed in the crowd. I think it'll be interesting what that's going to do for Anarchy in the Arena in those kind of shows. But maybe what they'll do is brawl around that, and then when they decide to juice, they'll get into the uh, into the crowd and or you know into the ring and do it. Uh, I'll skip ahead here, and then. And then below is a list verbatim from the document that, uh, of moves that need to be approved by a coach uh, or medical staff. So spots and bumps on the ring apron and outside, uh, table, ladder, chair spots, in and out of the ring, uh, only allowed with padding, uh, any elevated spots outside of the barricades, like dives and ladder spots on the cage, around the arena, and other places outside the ring, wow. pile driver, tombstone variations, including sit-down Sit-down drivers, inverted position, hurricanranas, and vertebrakers. Uh, high-risk dives or top rope moves, 450, 630, double moon salts, uh, etc. Uh, intentional bleeding of any sort, not just blading. Uh, throwing people into, through, over the ring steps, commentary table, bell table, 
or guard guardrails, barricades, uh, weapon usage, chairs, pipes, kendo sticks, hammers, ring bells, bats, chains, etc., title belts, thumbtacks, skewers, bob wires, and other sharp puncturing objects, uh, powder, aerosol sprays, or liquids, throwing any weapons or objects, uh, chairs, choking, strangling with hands or a weapon, uh, or a weapon or hanging spots, injury spots uh, or angles, whether or not medical is involved or called to the ring, any physical uh, any physicality in the crowd or crowd brawling any physicality involving referees managers extra celebrities or special guests now to make sure everybody's clear that's things they've got to get coaches so basically they can't just go out and do this call it on the fly in the match so those are the things that uh, prior to uh they're gonna have to kind of get the approval of hey we want to do this tony are you good with it medical staff are you good with it um and i think all those make sense right because you want your medical staff and uh you know the coaches and the producers the back to know that you're about to pull out some thumbtacks or you're going to sell an injury angle uh because i'm sure watching the back and you see that you're like oh my god they're not supposed to be doing that so (laughs) i think those those not bad it'll be interesting if we see much of that translate into the ring style or what we see i'm also i think it's very interesting that this comes out today when all the the talks and the uh, rumor mill is that Warner Brothers and AEW are in pretty deep negotiation talks right now for an extension. Uh, what is it? The billion dollars they were joking about a while back. So very curious if this is like a list of things that like the Warner Brothers guys are like, hey, we really love you guys, but can we tone down yeah. XYZ because, you know, our shareholders kind of get freaked out by these. Uh, it, so. That's that's a very fair thing. Um, you know, their AEW's sort of by default going to be a publicly traded company now um you know being sort of having the big brother of paramount and all that but yeah i think that's very you know that's a smart investment um on paramount's part and doesn't necessarily mean that aew is going to become as fan friendly as the wwe but i i think it'll it'll definitely you know, calm the escalation down right. quite a bit because they've been they've been really pushing the envelope, and um, you know Kenny's gotten lucky a couple of times. I I think Swerve uh, got pretty lucky too, and then most recently when um, CM Punk took a kick off the top rope during yeah. the uh, Owen Hart match, <clears throat> Owen Hart Classic match. That I mean that was a good bump, and uh, you know fortunately he didn't get hurt. So. Oof. The one, the, the part I thought was interesting is the, the stuff on the apron and the outside of the ring. Like that happens all the time in AEW. <laughs> and I guess, like I said, I mean, it, that's one of those that just has to have coaches approval. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's just, hey, we want to work this in the match. And to me, that's probably a safety thing for these young people like Nick Wayne, who we just saw debut, 18 year old kid, uh, Jungle Boy is pretty young. I could see those younger guys want, oh, I'm going to take this. Yeah. And kind of the older vets that are acting as your coaches are coming and go, eh, let's. Let's work through this. How are you going to take this? How are you going to protect yourself on this? Because I'm not sure. I guess if these went out today, I don't know when the talent got these. But if you watch Dynamite, you know, Ruby Soho took a nosedive on the apron. There were there were things that happened in that show that went right on with, with what some of this was or what they said. So very interesting. And, uh, you know, I think... Like I said, I understand with the Warner Brother thing, but I also think that Tiger Driver that he took uh, at Forbidden Door <laughs> might have spurred a little of these like, ooh. And then, like I said, the Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, whatever he goes by now, him selling the seizure in the ring after all his concussion things. Uh, I think both of those were probably, I could see Tony Khan back going, oh, Jesus, don't break Kenny, Kenny's neck. Yep. <laughs> He's my cash cow. 
Yeah, I was going to say, protect the investment. <laughs> yeah. You saw Will Ostray did the same thing to somebody over in Japan just recently. Yeah. That same Tiger driver. Uh, the guy tucked a little more, and it wasn't as like, oh, she's like he did the Kenny, but yeah, it was still pretty interesting. So. <sighs> Man, yeah, that was. Oof. Yeah, you see some of those moves, and you know the the way the boys and girls go down. Um, you know, watching Finn and Steph, um, Seth go through the video montages. It catches when um, Rollins did sort of the buckle bomb onto the to Barry Barricade there, and you just watch him snap his arm back in. You're like, yep. oof, mommy, that had to hurt. And you know, here's AEW saying, hey, you've got you've got to get pre-approval. Now, do you think this is like a no kidding, I want to protect the boys and girls, or is this like a, you know, I'm looking out for my wrestlers, um, but this is sort of like an administrative drill. I have to do this because, you know, big, you know, big brothers watching or. Uh, I think it's legit. Like, I, yeah. t- Tony's also the one that goes out and pays for these guys' medical bills if they get hurt and everything. Well, that's true too, yeah. You know, yeah. and I, and I can see him being the guy like, and like I said, he could have watched this thing with, uh omega in the back and went oh my gosh if, if he just snapped omega's neck what am i gonna do so and then brian danerson broke his arm legit like you know <sighs> shoot broke his forearm in that x-ray that's a hell of a work brother so <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's a nice photoshop <laughs> yeah that's a good photoshopping right there but i figure probably all that combined with the fact that the negotiations I, I imagine it's a real deal because if you yeah. look at the band moves there there wasn't anything that I thought was over the top, like unprotected chair shots, hundred percent agree. Like, yeah. And, and, and all honestly, I haven't seen any of those since Cody took the one, the very first one at all in yeah. the first time where Sean Spears just <laughs> laid him out. Yeah. Uh, it was supposed to be a gimmick chair and they grabbed the wrong chair and just laid Cody out. Mm. But most of the time they protect, or at least I, I can't think of any that I've seen unprotected. Mm-hmm. If so, maybe Moxley and maybe Omega rare occasionally take it unprotected, but uh, so that one makes sense to me. Hits to the back of the head, blind hits, makes sense. Yeah. Just like in football, you don't want to get hit from behind and not know it's coming. Uh, I think some of those could probably be worked through when you talk to your coaching. Is like, hey, we wanted to make it look like I'm hitting from behind, but my head's going to be turned so I can see him coming. Or I'll be yeah. slightly turned. Cause, but, you know, if you're not prepared to take a hit to the back of your neck, you could do yeah. some damage. Just like whiplash. It's just like a car accident, right? So do you think Adam Cole now, is he going to have to change his finisher? Because that the flying knee. That's one I was um, thinking about. Yeah. You know, so. it, the, the lower the boom, it's a knee shot to the back of the head, technically. So yeah. does he go to the Panama Sunrise as just his new finisher? Does he maybe hit aim for the lower back instead of the back of the head now? Yeah. Um, but same thing with if they bring Will Ospreay again, is he going to be able to do the hidden blade? Because that's that elbow shot, and oh, he usually wow. hits him in the back of the head with it. Uh, yeah, there's that's a good one. And maybe they'll make exceptions, right? Like, like, hey, you know in your match when you go on your knees and he pulls his knee pound down, that's coming, so you're ready for it. I think maybe this is geared more towards the random lariat to the back of the head. Or okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to read too much into it, and I don't want to report on it. But do want to read it again. That was from Fightful. Uh, and if 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 you've got the the five dollars, it's it's worth reaching out to Fightful because getting those uh, emails because they got some pretty good behind the scenes. Uh, usually we don't cover new stuff, but you said you hadn't heard it, so I was like, well, I'm gonna read this and Man, see what you yeah, think. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Uh, yeah, kudos to to Tony and the team over there at AEW looking out for your um, for your team, and you know definitely they've had a, a series of injury bugs, so very cool to see them moving uh, moving in this direction. Yeah. Yep. 
excited. Uh, and again, with the with the, all the talks of the new TV deal coming, so I think uh, I think he's putting his business in order uh, to be able to have longevity there. Right. Uh, you know, I, speaking of longevity and and things in order in the future, did you catch uh, the Nick Wayne debut with Swerve Strickland on uh, Dynamite? Yeah, um, I wasn't able to watch the entire episode, but I caught some of the vignette pieces of it and some of the clips on YouTube. This guy, um, man, in 10 years, oof, yeah, I can only imagine. Only third, third imagine. generation, third generation star. Uh, his dad actually trained Swerve and Darby Allen, so kind of that same style. And I watched it, and so I've seen a lot of his indie stuff, and I watched this, and I'm like, ooh, he's nervous. I could just, I mean, obviously, it's his first televised 700,000 or whatever the viewing is, mm-hmm. plus something that had maybe a 1,500 to 2,000 people. So it's probably the biggest crowd he's ever been in front of. But he was like a, a step slow in some parts and then a step fast in some places. And I'm like, that's nerves. Like, he'll get those shaken out. And I think putting him with Swerve was a good move because they've done a lot of stuff outside in the indies. Yeah. So, yeah. The, and Swerve gave him a def- lot too. Yeah. That's good. I mean, I think, um, you know, Swerve, everything we've, you know, we've seen and heard, um, you know, he's all about the business. He's all about, you know, making things better for everyone involved. And I think it's the right, right guy to have. I don't know about learning tree. I think there's, you know, probably some other wrestlers over there. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's a good call and I like his move set and the fact that it's going to be Darby Allen, Swerve, and then Wayne sort of all in that, you know, in that storyline. I think yeah. that'll be a lot of fun and, um, make some, make for some really good matches. Yeah. I, I agree. I, I like Swerve. That one thing that where Swerve does that kick to the side when the guy's on his knees, I, every time he does it, I'm like, oh, it looks so slick. I, don't, I just don't get how he's so good at it. But, yeah, I think that storyline will be good. And then uh, another surprise to me was the Commander-Chris Jericho match. I thought that was phenomenal. I, maybe not like match of the year contender. Maybe phenomenal is a little high, but it was really good. I really enjoyed it. <clears throat> I thought it was uh, very slick. Uh, I was worried when I saw the, the hey, this is the match that's coming. I'm like, oh, Jericho's going to get gassed. Like, he's not going to be able to keep up. Nah, they did this really good. They paced it really well. And, uh, you know, even the Don Callis storyline afterwards, I'm a little intrigued to see what's going to happen with that. Because later in the night, you got, you know, H- uh, Hager coming out and saying, what's up? I've been with you since day one, and you're going to leave us to go join Don Callis. So I'm curious where all that's going to spin off to. I'm curious if we're going to see a JAS versus the Callis family because he's going to say no to him. But we're already seeing the JAS kind of break up a little bit with the Sammy and um, uh, why am I drawing? Daniel Garcia. We're seeing them, you know, they kind of split a little bit in that tag match, uh, which again, really good match. Uh, just, it was a good dynamite. I, it, It's a shame you didn't watch the whole thing. So definitely on your DVR later at some point, you need to watch it because fantastic. The MJF. Uh, Adam Cole stuff. I'm loving it, man. I <laughs> laughing my butt off. I think it's their their timing together, their their comedic presence. The hey, I was gonna kick you in the face. I was gonna do the same to you, but I kind of like you now. <laughs> and and we all, at least I, am like, all right, well, which one are you really still gonna do it? You know, is right. is MJF really two steps ahead of Adam Cole, or is Adam Cole a step ahead of that? And you know, Roderick Strong, are you really like this guy? Yeah, I'm actually he's not a bad guy. And, <laughs> you know, MGF is so good though. Cause he did the same thing with the punk feud, like where he came out 
before he attacked him uh, with the dog collar that set up for the dog collar match. And he made us all feel, oh man, like I kind of feel bad for this guy. Like I was, you know, I was, I loved you CM Punk and all this. And you just kind of blew me, you blew me aside and took a picture. And I was just another day to you. And that hurt my feelings when he said that. So we're all going, oh, man, that's, and then he just beats the hell out of Punk with that chain and <laughs> leads to the dog collar match. And I'm like, oh. so you know, that's what he's doing here with Adam Cole. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm really enjoying this. And I don't want to see them break up. I'd love to see them. And I did some fantasy booking thinking, okay, let's see. So they're going to win against uh, Gar- uh, Guevara- Gar- bleh, Sammy Guevara and Garcia uh, in the, bli- the blind tag team thing. I'm like, all right, we'll have them win. But then what I would do on collision is I'd have Ricky Starks and uh, Jay White beat in the two out of three falls. I'd have them take the championship because I'm like, well, then you could totally turn... Adam Cole heel, keep MJF babyface, and have Adam Cole join his buddy Jay White in Bullet Club Gold. So you could set all that up, and they go in thinking they're getting a title shot. In the middle of the match, Adam Cole just turns around, super kicks MJF, and slides out of the ring. Because all the talks have been they want to eventually make MJF a a babyface, even though he said he doesn't want to do it. But this would be a good way to set that up. You flip Adam Cole, make him a heel. Then you can also kind of flip Britt Baker into a heel role. And have her turn oh, on Jamie yeah, Hader be- like we want to see coming. Because it wouldn't make sense to have one a babyface, one a heel. So I'm like, they they could be some pretty good storylines setting up here down the road. And then you set up all in and you've got MJF and Adam Cole. But the heel face dynamic is completely opposite of what we thought it's it was going to be. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That would, be, uh, that would be extremely interesting because then you have all of Adam Cole's fans. You've got the Roderick Strong aspect of him being this. Are you being, are you freaking serious? Yep. So, you know, who does he side with? I, w- I would think he would go the the route of Adam Cole, or he may go, man, why are you doing this? You know, we, you know, we said we wanted to do it differently here than we did at the other place, but yeah, it'll be, um, man, I don't know. Well, it was not only that, the other thing you could do with that. So if, if he joins them, you've got, uh, Adam Cole, Jay White, Juice Robinson and the guns. That's five people. There's five people in the elite now, too. And they had this storyline thread that they were doing where Adam Cole was kind of getting in the Young Bucks' ears, talking to the Young Bucks while Kenny Omega was out injured. Uh Now you could kind of start stringing that back along, and now you've set up the next elite feud, and it's going to be elite versus Bullet Club. Wow. Totally could see that happening, and totally could see them connecting some dots to where, you know, maybe Omega's sitting at home and he watches the video for the first time and goes, wait, and he calls out Adam Cole after the fact. Or Young Bucks decide to go after the tag titles and you get the Young Bucks versus Jay White and Juice and Adam Cole gets involved and you spin off a feud and now you've got, there's just, there's a lot of stuff they can do. And I think, and I know like it could be reaching, but this is AEW, man. They do this stuff all the time and these kind of right. swerves and crazy storylines and revisit something from four years ago and now you're going oh now i see yeah yeah you could uh you could tie everything back in to you know maybe even to some ring of honor stuff or just some indie stuff and then you know somewhere along the way mjf is like hey man you know i thought we were gonna you know hang out or do whatever because he made that comment like wow playing video games is a lot of fun when you're playing with a friend they're like and they're uh, Adam was like, friends. wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So now you're seeing a different side of MJF. Do you really want to see that side? Because I really enjoy the fact that MJF has stayed in character and stayed true. Yeah. And to sort of mess with that dynamic, I think he could pull it off because he's, you know, he's that 
old soul of wrestling, even though the way they were filming the the video with him, with Adam Cole and MJF, it was Adam Cole, you know, acting like the young, the young wrestler, like, oh, let's play video games, where, where MJF is thinking, yeah, let's go out to the bar. And so that, that I, I like the, the twist and dynamic. So um, hopefully they won't, they won't wrap this up too, too quick. Cause like you said, it, this could be fun and entertaining for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm su- I, I really am enjoying it. And, and we saw a little bit when he did it with Sammy Guevara too. So we know MJF can play this kind of goofy, almost good guy role. And uh-huh. I, I, I'm loving it. I love the way he runs around him and he does the whole uh, undisputed <laughs> entrance that they used to do where he gets on. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Oh, this is good stuff, man. He's such a goofball. And yeah, I think, I think the fans would love to cheer for him and he's goofy and, He's getting him to chant for body slams, and he's getting you know double lariat over like, and, he, and, and when he, he you know he picks up Big Bill and body slams, and the, and the room pops. It's like that's saying something. That that's building yeah. an emotional investment in a character where he's hamming it up so bad, like he can't body slam this guy. And the, just that match in general, uh, there's so much comedic aspects of it, but not in like an Orange Cassidy style match. Just the the way they played off each other and the way Big Bill and Brian Cage kind of, you know, played the big guys. And uh, it was just great. I, I literally was laughing out loud at parts of it. And that's how often does that really happen in wrestling? You might go, huh, okay. Yeah. I was laughing. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> it was, it was one see, of my favorite things to watch. It's good to see Brian Cage, um, you know, getting over. I think, you know, he's this massive slab of meat who... Although his body does not look lucha, this guy can get up and go. And, you know, he's had some back issues and stuff, so he's probably not going to be doing any, you know, uh, moonsaults or anything anytime soon. Although he could if if he needed to. And then it's awesome to see Big Bill with everything that he dealt with. Um, you know, he's seven feet tall and you can't, can't teach, teach that. that. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see, you know, them in the ring. Um, interesting that... MJF and Adam Cole, you know, continue to move on um, in the tournament. And, you know, it's what is it going to lead to? What is it going to turn into? I love, love, love the idea of Britt Baker as a heel. Man, that would just be like, oh, man, that would be awesome. So you get Adam Cole, um, you know, you get that double double turn. MJF becomes a face. Um, Adam Cole in his heelish ways. Man, that would be you called it. I think that would that would that would just be a license to print money. <laughs> it, yeah, it would be so good. Um and then when is all in- When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And it's coming up pretty soon, isn't it? Like August 1st? August 27th. Okay. Yeah. So we got a little over a month because I was thinking uh, they're building the blood and guts, but they still haven't started building a good program for all in. And I'm curious. I'm hoping Jamie Hader's going to be back because I'd love to see Jamie Hader go for that title and win it. In her hometown or oh home my country. God. I mean, that would be great, especially what, 75,000 tickets yeah. sold now or something ridiculous. And then, you know, shout you start out thinking, to AEW, man. That yeah, is awesome. That's crazy. Shout out to the, you know, to the, to the fan base of AEW. This little upstart company four years ago is now damn near capacity um, in one of the most historic stadiums in, in uh, London or in uh, England anyway, or United Kingdom. Just, Super cool. This yeah. is this is going to be something that if you know for folks that are going, that's going to be something you're going to get that T-shirt. I was there and have a really really cool story. So good on you. If you're part of the fam and going, uh, I'm a three X and I'll pay for the shipping and the shirt. <laughs> and I'll put I, I'll, I'll even put a sticker on that says I, I wish I was there. But yeah, I'd love to go. get one of those I was there shirts. Yeah, those are always kind of cool to have. Yeah, hell yeah. But one of the matches I could see is possibly getting on that would be Takesha and Ibushi, man. And I don't know I don't know how much of the show you got to watch. Well, you said you didn't get to finish it. So uh, I don't know if you read the reports, but they the final two in the uh, bloodbath that is going to be um, next week, Blood and Guts, you've got Pac Ibushi finally coming to AEW. Oof. Good gosh, I really want to see the uh, Is All Elite graphic for him. But uh, yeah, I that, man... Some of the build was a little meh for me. This match is going to rule. And at first I was like, Pac, that doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, it does. Because Kenny beat Pac for that title and never got him a rematch, cheated him out of it. I'm like, oh, man. And just the amazing stuff that Omega and Pac did together. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be Will Ospreay, but I understand it's not. And that's fine. I'm okay with that. Uh, Because I'd still like to see Kenny try to get that United States title back. I'm thinking that might be saved for all in um yeah and if it's not it's not i mean i'm okay if they just keep all in being just AEW guys and and don't worry about pulling in some of the new japan guys but at the same time if you watch all ew you know the new japan guys pop in so <laughs> for those watching we we're having some pretty uh bad storms here or at least i am in my part of the woods lightning yeah, the- you probably could kind of hear the thunder going on so yeah, I'm getting kinda, a little bit of wind picking up here. Yeah, so. I mean, I keep like, and it's getting worse out there. I'm like, oh my gosh, don't lose power. Yep. So if we suddenly cut off live, that's why is my power went out and my internet goes out. Oh. But uh, you know, we we usually try to know hourly, so we might wrap this one a little early just because of the weather. Yeah. And uh, and uh, oh boy, there's getting ready to start a new shift at 4 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So overall, I thought I thought the show, um, the way it flowed, um, watching the up and down. Um, I really want to go back and watch that the vignette package with Adam Cole and MJF. I think uh, that's that's going to be awesome. And you know, we didn't have a chance to really talk about um, WWE and Monday Night Raw. I thought it was a fun show. It set a lot of stuff up, and the crowd. I'm I'm really digging the cr- uh, crowd lately for the WWE shows. They're really into Seth Rollins. They're really into what McIntyre. And Sami Zayn are doing, and you know we get a great. We've had a great crowd the last what three or four shows for AEW. So, kudos to the turnaround for uh, for our pro wrestling community. Yeah, I'm I'm digging the uh, the Judgment Day stuff. Um, I love the if they do it right, it'll be good. 
I love the infighting. I love the, oh, we're again, oh, no, we're okay. Oh, we're again, no, no, we're okay. I, I, I enjoy that. I just don't want to see them blow it off too quick, right? Like, I'm worried that SummerSlam is going to be a triple threat. Then they're going to fall out, and then that'll be it. They could actually almost make this as good as the Bloodline storyline if they do it right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love that Rhea Ripley is kind of the unofficial leader of the Judgment Day. Cause I love that. 100%. She is the one telling them, stop, be quiet. This is what we're going to do instead. And and I like that that powerful woman, you know, that she is being the leader of this group and, uh, you know, telling these guys what to do. I'll join the judgment and come tell me what to do. Yeah. But, uh, so I enjoy that. What, like I said, what I'm worried about is they're going to like try to rush it and blow it off too quick. And whereas they can kind of do something, maybe not as good as the bloodline storyline, but something that they could drag out a little bit longer, maybe even get us through the Royal rumble or something to where, you know, oh, we were going to fall out and, and not, or, or they set up this triple threat at SummerSlam, beat the hell out of Rollins, and then he they lose or whatever, so they beat him up after the match, and then he cashes in and wins it anyway, or, or whatever they want yeah. to do. Because, uh, I don't know, I, I'm okay with Seth being the champion, but if I feel like this title needs some to change hands a little bit here just to kind of build it. And right now, I mean, he's had a couple matches on it, but I don't feel like the title's been built. It still feels like a secondary afterthought title. Yeah. And why has Roman still got all three belts? I, it, yeah, I don't so know why is, it's bothering me, but it really bothers yeah. me. So eventually those titles, it's just going to be the undisputed one. It was supposed to have something to do with the significance. And Roman was supposed to be showing off the undisputed title a little bit more. And to this point, he really he really yeah. hasn't. So, um, And they're supposed to make a final decision and come out with new tag team title belts. They're either going to, you know, they're already two individual, but one team carries them. They're either going to split them so each show is going to have their own title or they'll combine them and they'll get either way. They're getting brand new titles. They just haven't fully decided what they're going to do with it. Gotcha. So th- that would be that'd be pretty cool. Um, you know, seeing a little more cross promotion stuff since, you know, they broke it after what, <laughs> two weeks or something like yeah. that after the draft. So damn. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. Hey, uh, we're, we're definitely Definitely splitting the roster. AJ Styles, go ahead and go on over there. It's, where's yeah. he gone to? He came out and did that little program, and I haven't seen him. Yeah, I haven't heard anything if he was hurt or they just creative didn't have any have anything. Um, but what? yeah, I mean that, that I don't know. So you you being a WWE guy, what what do you think of the story about them Vince proofing some of the storylines now and how they're doing vignettes and stuff like a couple weeks early so he can't get in and tamper with things? I think it's a, a workaround that is absolutely necessary. Um, I don't. You know, everybody's stock is doing good. The buys on on Peacock tickets, the house shows, they just broke a Madison Square Garden record. So you're like, shit, you know, you can't turn and look at Vince and go, you're ruining the product. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they're still making money hand over fist. But I like how they're like outpacing, um, you know, getting information, getting, you know, sort of that propaganda out to uh, get everybody, you know, getting to learn who the superstars are. So very smart. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, th- oh, oh, Vince, we can't change that. We already recorded it. We can't change those lines. I think it's good because I can watch it and then see some of the Vinces. Like Seth Rollins coming out with the buffalo wings. I'm like, that is totally oh, yeah. a Vince thing. Granted, I wanted some buffalo wings right then. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I did. We- <laughs> I was, you know, it's funny because we- obviously we want to go to WrestleMania, Philadelphia. We'll get some cheesesteaks. And I was like, what are they going to do in Buffalo next? Because I want to go get some official Buffalo wings. Yeah. And uh, so I, but like that whole thing and the, 
I was just like, that is such a vent. Oh, where, where are we at? Oh, okay. Hey, have not walked with some buffalo wings. You know, it's such a Vince yeah. thing to do. Like Nick, Fo- uh, Mick Foley would be like, and right here in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. And now, and now here, Seth essentially is, you know, and nothing wrong with it. You know, he's pandering no. to the crowd. He's the champ. He's going to get the most airtime. I did get a kick out of the fool. chicken flying out of his mouth yeah. when he was trying to talk, though. <laughs> I was like, please I was like, don't. could have at least, don't. like, finished it. Yeah. And I don't know how I did it, but with my beer, when I ate chicken wings, I got sauce all up in here and yeah. down in here. I was like, man, that's that's a brave man, right? Although, yeah. looking at the shape he's in compared to me, probably no sauce on his. Yeah. <laughs> you but cheated. yeah. 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 That's yeah, not buffalo wings if it's just chicken. <laughs> yeah. But I, I enjoyed Raw, too. Uh, I like the Judgment Day thread throughout the thing. Um, again, it's, it's kind of the same issue I always have with Raw, though, is there's only a few things I really care about. But they put that on enough that I'm I enjoy the show. Like uh-huh. I saw the Sammy, uh, Ko, and Seth thing coming a mile away. I'm like, oh, okay, now I know what the main event is. It's gonna be a triple threat, probably ending, you know, no a DQ, which I was surprised it didn't end in an ending. But uh-huh. you know, and I, I like I like aspects of it. I just it's I, I think my biggest complaint is it's three hours long. Yeah. And I know that's silly, but I think I would enjoy Raw more if they condensed it a little and made it two hours. Cut out some of the filler stuff. Cut out the the like oh we've we've got ten minutes to spare let's uh, film an entrance go to some backstage segments and come back like if I, yeah. I, personally I do I think if it was a two hour show I would enjoy it because look at SmackDown I enjoy SmackDown usually a little more than I do Raw and I think it's because of that two hour aspect of it personally yeah you you don't have to invest such a huge amount of time and not that two hours isn't you know a lot but you know you're adding an another hour to you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to DVR this or I'm going to have to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to watch all of it. I'm going to have to fast forward through it. And now you're skipping over some, you know, worthwhile segments. So it's, yeah, you, you, you're spot on. And what scared me when uh, they were talking the WWE, whatever their new TV deal um, ends up being, they're open to um, Friday Night SmackDown being three hours. I was like, all right, I own some shares in the stock. <laughs> As an owner, I would like to speak freely. <laughs> but yeah, hey, when I heard that too, know. I was like, "No, man, I don't know." Because uh, yeah, yeah, they have a hard time filling three hours on Raw. I can't see three hours on on Roman Reigns' show where he takes yeah. up probably an hour of it anyway. So I mean, there was a lot the of entrance stuff. <laughs> yeah, just his entrance alone. Yeah, but I do and I, I did enjoy it. Uh, I think we haven't done ratings in a while, man. It's been a while, so mm. you can get yeah. back in the flow of it. Uh, but I did, I did give Raw. I guess we didn't do uh, AEWs either, but we can go back. But I gave Raw, I think uh, three, three beards. It was average. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It wasn't top of the line, best I've ever seen, but it wasn't horrible. Yeah, likewise. I thought it. I thought it was a good show. I really enjoyed the crowd. Um, damn Ricochet, that was awesome to see oh, him. Oh yeah, we didn't even get uh, on that. getting getting some promo time. I'm you know I'd like to see him as the Intercontinental Champion or maybe even as a tag team champion. Um, I don't think he'll ever be a world champion in the WWE, which is unfortunate because you know great talent and um, getting him some reps on the mic I think will be very valuable. Same thing for Paul too. Paul's um, like Mike skills and, um, promo was horrible for me anyway. And, uh, just not, they got hung up on words. They were calling each other homie. And I was like, come on, you're better than that. I, I did like his line though, where 
Ricochet was saying something about him. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. Everybody was chanting about me, even though we were saying he's an asshole. Or I forgot what the chant was. I was like, oh, that, that was pretty good. That was, I, yeah. that was a good, that was a good off the cuff line. So, um, and I, I have a feeling he gets a little freedom. I think he ad libs a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. that might be why sometimes the other people get hung up a little, uh, just out of curiosity. I mean, we can cover yeah, it if we sense. do a, 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 a preview show later, but do you think Logan Paul goes over Ricochet? I do. Me too. Yeah, I think uh, Ricochet is in, he's in that zone where one loss won't hurt him, but a win will really help Paul. Yep. Because um, he's coming off of a loss. So I think, um, yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's- Yeah, I agree 100%. So I do want to shout out to the fact that we talked about uh, Brian Cage and Ricochet. And I know you're off your game tonight because you didn't mention Lucha Underground at all. <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice, but here we are, man. You can't go a night without Lucha. Yeah, I thought it was, you know, uh, even, you know, whenever you see EO Sky, um, she did some time uh, yep. in Lucha Underground. And just it's really cool to, you know, to see them as uh, as they continue on with their career. And I, you know, just seeing where Ricochet is now. When he was in NXT, just the like dynamic athlete he was, um, him being able to showcase that now, although, you know, a couple of years, you know, down the road, but um, it's, it's really cool to see him. And uh, yeah, I got my, I got my <laughs> uh, gift of the gods title over there. Come on, Ricochet, Prince Puma, sir. Yep. Yep. I, I, I was like, man, we're going to get through the whole show talking about some Lucha <laughs> people and he's not even going to bring up Lucha Underground tonight. Dang, so I had to make slipping. a point to. To remind you that they were both on Lucha Underground. If you can find it somewhere to watch it, fantastic uh, wrestling experience. Different, completely different than anything you'll see right now, but a lot of fun. Uh, The storytelling in it and the production was just off the wall. It was great. Good stuff. Awesome. Well, my power is literally flickering, so... I know we're going to try to go an hour, but uh, if you're good with it, I'm good with rapping because I don't want to lose right in the middle of what we're doing. Yes, sir. Let's call it. Cool, man. Well, for all those watching live, I appreciate We appreciate everything. Sorry we didn't go our full hour. Uh, like we said, the weather's getting kind of bad, and I don't want to just cut out and not be able to give you guys the proper farewell. But look for us anywhere you get your social media, whether it's TikTok. I think you said you started a Threads, is it? Yes, sir. Started Didn't even threads. know that was a thing. <laughs> but Threads, TikTok, uh, Rumble, YouTube, Instagram, all those fun places. No Shave Man Cave, that's us. You will find us. Uh, collectively we run the, the Twitter and all that stuff. So no shave man cave, wherever you do your social media, look for the podcast. We will start dropping podcasts again right now. When we get done recording this, I will put it out on the podcast form, a little edited up, but start following us on Apple, wherever you get your podcast from. We will start dropping at least three a week, uh, here going forward with our reviews, some previews, some news, that kind of stuff. We are working behind the scenes on some other, uh, ideas for some shows like to get back to doing at least six days a week of some some content coming out but uh we're working on some ideas on some retro reviews some top tens some life stories uh maybe just some barbecue show i don't know we'll come up with some stuff but we want to make sure we're getting a little out there oh ellie jerry there's on the back side of well middle side of some of the stuff he's got to get through (laughs) so but we are here as a fam to support him whatever you need we got you brother so uh I will make the the uh, promise right now. If he can't get on, I swear I will come on and try to even do a solo show, which I'm nowhere near as good as him, but I will try just so we can try to get some content out more. 
Uh, feel bad for all of our fans that are following us and listening to us that we haven't dropped anything in a while. So uh, please stick with us. We uh, had a rough month and a half. We're getting back to it. Uh, you will start seeing more consistent contact. Where do you get that? No Shave Man Cave, where you get your podcast from. If you want to reach out to us, noshavemancave at gmail.com. That's our email. We check that daily. Now it's time for uh, something we haven't done in a while. This is the hot tag. Bump and feed, bump and feed. All right now. Hey, uh, great show. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in with us. JT, hopefully uh, your power holds on. And uh, happy to announce that we are a we are in the running for a Blue Sky account, which is supposed to be the future of social media, as well as on Rumble. So come check us out, the No Shave Man Cave, wherever you get your socials. So until next time, friends, fam, thanks for checking in. Thanks for being here with us. Look out for yourselves. Look out for each other. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Man Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Man Cave. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.